Hello and welcome to Culture Sex Relationships with me, Justin Hancock. This week it's another sex challenge, which means I'm joined by... Hello, uh, I am Dr. Eleanor Yanaga, and I'm here to get way too enthusiastic about one of my favourite songs of all time. Basically, we are putting <laughs> into, we are recording the kind of conversation that we have on a monthly basis anyway, so... Yeah, you know, yeah. Just for, for record now, we may as well just go back and just play this podcast to ourselves. Yeah. Know. And then this way, now we have it, and we don't have to have this conversation repeatedly, so we can just put it on. I'm like, not sure that's going. I'm not sure that how, that's how this is going to go, actually. Yeah, I don't know that we're taking it down the pub when I will inevitably rant about this song. But this, so I, dear silky listeners, um, <laughs> I I have uh, picked the song uh, this week. Um, so we were sitting here emming and awing about what it was we were going to do, and there's some genuinely good songs that we were considering. Uh, genuinely being a reference to Genuine's Pony, which I will eventually <laughs> force Justin to do. Uh, but I thought it'd been a wee uh, a while since we talked about our Lord and Savior George Michael. R.I.P. Or a Pronovus. You know, and um, we felt enough time had elapsed that we could do. I think possibly George Michael's horniest song. Now he does very many horny songs. He does. He is. He was very horny. He yeah. is horny. Yeah, he's he still, still is horny. horny. He was so horny that he's giving residual horny vibes still. Yeah. He did horny songs with Wham. Yeah. So, uh, what's that? What's the really horny one? Um, oh, Wham yeah. Edge of Heaven is yeah. incredibly horny. Very, very horny. Uh, Baby, I'm Your Man. Very horny. Very horny. And um, then into his, into his solo career, obviously, I Want Your Sex, which we had done. That was our first sex jam. And that was very horny. Yeah, very horny. Bit Toye Problematitsky. Ah, no, Toye. Ale, uh, yay banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but, uh, and the, you know, also on Faith, there is, um, uh, the important horny jam father figure. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, very horny. Very horny. Incredibly horny. Yeah, Toye Problematitsky. Ah, no, Toye. Um, but here, we're, we're, we're skipping to... Any George... horny, any, are there any horny jams on Listen Without Prejudice? Also, without prejudice, is not very horny, is no, it? No, it's not. It's no. not very horny. I think he's. Um, it's because that's what he's sad. really dealing. He's kind of like dealing. I think, like um, older is the album where he's kind of resolving Anselmo's death, but like he's kind of still really in the midst of it. I think in Listen Without Prejudice, and then older, he's like really fucking the pain away. I mean, older. There's fast love, obviously. Yeah, yeah. fast love, incredible then, horny uh, jam. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, spinning the wheel is not is a sex jam, but it's not. But it's no, not horny, no, it's like it's it? melancholic, isn't yeah. it? Then there's outside, of course, another horny jam. Yeah, and that, and then shoot the dog is horny. Um, but yeah, freak. But freak, possibly <sighs> the horniest. Jesus, freak is so horny that it's like. So we we listened to this before we recorded this again, just to like you know, try to deal with it. And it's so incredibly horny that it's almost like having sex. I, I, I feel. Yeah. So what, uh, my hot take was, uh, that, you know, we've done songs, which are, it's sex. So what is a sex jam? Sex jam is a song, which he under our, like, uh, you know, towards, uh, towards a taxonomy of, of sex. Jams. <laughs> you know, when we write the paper version of this, I think that there are kind of two categories we always talk about. There's a song which is about sex, and mm. there is a song to have sex to. Mm. This is neither of those. This song doesn't facilitate sex or no. talk about sex. This song is sex. It is sex. It's a, it's this is this is it. Yeah. So we are listening to sex. That's how sexy the song is. It transcends discourse. Yeah. It is. It just is sex. It just is sex. It, yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And the thing about George Michael. Uh, our Lord and Savior uh, <laughs> is that he could write a song that mm. just is sex because he's just so horny and he loves sex so much. Yeah, like and that's the thing that really comes across in Freak. Yeah, is that this is a guy who just absolutely gets sex. Yeah, like hundred percent. He lives it. He breathes it. He's not trying. Yeah. Like this is the thing is that other people when you like you can kind of like see they're trying really hard to be sexy in songs mm. and you don't buy it as a result. No. Like I've never bought for example God bless him Justin Timberlake trying to be sexy. No. Because he wants it so badly and I like Justin Timberlake. Yeah well first. that makes one of us. I like his first two albums. I thought they were good. Yeah but I mean, then, But so that's a good point. So for example Sexy Back yeah. Uh, 
which is not about somebody's sexy back. It's bringing sexy back, back yeah, isn't it? Which is kind of hilarious because it's it like... Never yeah, went, where did it go? It never went away. Ne- yeah, sexy never went anywhere, if you no. ask me. Yeah. First of all, Justin Timberlake. In the second place, I don't trust Justin Timberlake to do anything sexy. No, and it was not a sexy song. No, it's a good song. Good I'm not song. saying that it's not as... But George Michael is an absolute hot little slut. Yeah. And he loves sex. Yeah. And he can make a song like Freak. And also, can we just talk about Freak with three E's and an exclamation point? Yeah. yeah. Come on. So George. This is the thing about... So this is the thing about George. And throughout his career, he doesn't write songs about sex. He doesn't have to speak about what sex is. Mm. Like, we, he knows what it is. Mm. So he does uh, show, not tell. Yeah. Like, he is presenting songs which are... And this one is sex. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't feel the need to kind of to to tell us what it is, like to yeah. tell us or to or to even advertise why sex is good. Apart from in "I Want Your Sex," but that was different. And part of the reason why "I Want Your Sex" is different, like trying to tell us and convince us of this, is he's trying to convince himself of kind of heterosexuality. But also, that. as we talked about in in uh, and as we talked about in "I Want Your Sex," the whole the whole song was trying to get somebody else interested to, in having yeah, sex. Yeah, 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 exactly. Basically, it's like negging somebody into sex. And in part three, is trying to get them drunk and yeah. then basically coerce them into sex by, by you not know, letting them drive home and like they have to stay the night. Cause, he's young, you know. Yeah. Look, he's young and thought he was straight at the time. But right. now he is, this because the freak, yeah. with three E's and an exclamation mark, is off of George's final studio album, Patience. Right. Released in the year of our Lord 2004, which everybody sleeps on. And I, we just got to have like a, we're just going to have to have side patience chat really yeah, quickly. Yeah, side chat about patience. Yeah. It's so, really good. It's a really, really good album. Um, interestingly, um, both Freak and the important song Shoot the Dog mm-hmm. were released before the album. Yeah. They were released in 2002 mm-hmm. because that's when George was supposed to release the album, which is why it's called Patience, I think. Yeah. Um, well, he always left a long time between his albums and people were like, you know, when's this next album coming? Yeah. and I guess I'm wondering, so it had like lukewarm reviews though, didn't it, when it came out? The, but I yeah. guess maybe if you release Shoot the Dog and Freak first, uh, yeah. the rest of the album is quite complet- completive? contemplative. Contemplative. Con- contemplative. 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 Yeah, and it's it's really um, it's interesting. So there's all these. It's really autobiographical. For yeah. example, uh, there's the song "My Mother Had a Brother," all about his uh, uncle who was gay who killed himself like right on the day that George was born. Yeah. Um, there is the. Um, I really like "Round Here." Okay. Which is a, a song all about George growing up in London and how much like his connection to London means to him. Which is the one where he's talking about uh, ethical non-monogamy uh, with. Uh... Um, oh God, yeah, I love I love the Kenny song. The Kenny uh, song, yeah. Um, uh, so uh, amazing. That's it. Yeah. 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 There, there's multiple Kenny songs on Patience, yeah. which I really like. So there's Amazing, which I like, and then there's American Angel, which I also like. Yeah. And then there's also Please Send Me Someone to Love brackets Anselmo song yeah all about how he feels like Anselmo hooked him up with Kenny yeah and it's you know it's just a great album it's a really good album it is too long yeah it's in that CD era all albums were way too long yeah we have this time um if our listeners are younger there was this time in the aughts where every single album was just really long for like no particularized reason yeah we rave about this but a very good example of this is uh, Beastie Boys Hello Nasty I just can't believe it just, I can listen to the first like eight tracks just, on that you know it's what? flabby there's how that, dare you there's the bit where they uh, oh I yeah. th- you look look I want you to like MCA is not looking down on us I'm from sorry. Nirvana okay alright so all right. for, for you sorry, to insult I'm sorry I brought it up just, I love Hello Nasty. Okay, I won't, I won't bring it up again. Anyway, back, anyway. To, back to Patience. It's too long, but it's a very good album. But it's a very good album, and, you know, there's songs like, for example, Precious Box is just, like, almost seven minutes for no particular reason. It could get cut down. But don't sleep on Patience. That's kind of my point. Yeah. But also then, like, right at the end, it's got, like, you get Freak, and then um, you get the song Through, which is amazing, because it's kind of like a song about post-nut clarity. <laughs> <laughs> So don't sleep on patience. That's Let's do it. But also, fundamentally... not clarity is not a thing. Don't go making up fucking discourse on this show. Do, yeah, on post, my podcast. Are you, are, you, are you trying to tell me that post-nut clarity is in, in the zeitgeist? What? 
I don't... Stop it. Don't be one of those sex educators who just makes up a term. And I am then, not and making creates, up post-nut you clarity. Are, you are making up a term. I am not making up post-nut clarity. Are, what would Foucault say? You are making up a term and then you're inviting people to discipline and monitor themselves wow. about whether they have or not have this term. And then you offer the solution, much as people do when they talk about sex addiction. I just feel like you could stand to be more online which is what this song is all about i'm too online i'm trying to get offline no. anyway like well tell that to george all right that's so uh, good to we both try to segue into the song so yes yes when the song starts i was talking about the song freak i think we listened to the freak 04 version didn't we we did listen to freak 04 but freak 02 is cool because uh freak 02 has um is the original and it's incredibly sexy and also fun fact it's got um Aaliyah samples on it oh, like R.I.P. maybe R- I need to maybe I've not heard the Freako too yeah version. it's got it's so it's, it samples Aaliyah it samples um Q-tip I think mm-hmm. uh, it's good oh. it's freak you oh, know and so yeah. yeah it does tend to there there can be different the the lyrics don't change yeah but the mix does yeah. But I think it's the same. But, I mean, it's still kind of much of a muchness. And, I mean, one of the things that's cool about it is it just starts out with this beat. That is well, just the, like... There's the dial tone. Yeah, there's di- there's yeah. the modem dial tone. Yeah, that dates Yeah, which I love it. I love it. I absolutely live for it. Um, and also, um, porn orgasm noises from a woman. Oh, I don't think I heard that either. Well, that's... I would listen to the same version. Mate, we were just listening to the same song. I, you know, my hearing is terrible. Well, that's true. I'm the worst person to be doing a, 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 a show about songs with. Well, I'm going to have to act, actually... I have, have bad hearing. Yeah, there's there's the, there's a woman making orgasm noises and you missed it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. Wow, okay. damn. All right. Damn. Um, you know, and, I'm just constantly hearing orgasm noises in my head all the time. So I mean, when we get to the... I have a form of tinnitus, which <laughs> is very rare. Uh, okay, so it starts off with modem voice note. So this is... So we think that this song... Well, you were saying that... I was saying that it's basically... I was thinking that it's about kind of sex and the internet and mm-hmm. the possibilities of sex and the internet and pornography. But you were saying it's probably more likely, and I think I agree with this, that it's more likely to do with hooking it with people via... Yeah, I think yeah. that it's about um, mediated intimacy via the internet. Yeah. So, you know, using the internet, you know, which, ooh, the internet in yeah. 2002 when this came out, and in order to pick up on people. Yeah. So this is like using, like, uh, message boards and things. Like, yeah. in a pre-grinder, pre-smartphone age, it's using message mm-hmm. boards to try and find people. Yeah. And um, I think that I, I believe it more to be about using the internet to hook up because it's very embodied. Mm. Um, when you so you know the first lyrics here being you got yourself some action said you got yourself a body you got yourself an ass with a mind of its own bring mm-hmm. something to the party yeah um, so the point here that George is making mm-hmm. is that it's like you're no you're going to have sex yeah right like this isn't about watching porn this isn't like theoretical yeah this is like people are definitely going to want to have sex with you mm-hmm. and. Thank goodness the internet is here to help you facilitate that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's he speaking to here? I, all of us. Yeah, the listener. It's a bit like with Prince again, isn't it? With yeah, it is yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like George is speaking to all of us about our... I think that George is trying to tell you that you can change your life by using the internet to get laid. He is doing that thing of um, that he did in I Want Your Sex, which is that, that uh, imploring the listener... Uh, and also the person he was speaking to and I want your sex that you know sex is natural sex is good all that kind of stuff yeah but he is he is being like this is the thing that you know my critique of George is you know his sex positivity is very much his own but he does try to preach this to to yeah but I think that what he's kind of doing especially with these these lyrics is it's very empowering yeah isn't it he's like being like the, here's the these things that you have you can go out into the world and get laid yeah, but it's the kind of it is like the it's the thing of the the two kinds of gift, isn't it? Uh, I was reading about this yesterday. Was it Derrida who came up with it? But basically, there's the kind of gift which is you could do this. These are the possibilities for you. Let me help you do this. And there's the you should definitely do this. Get on it. Do this right away. Mm. Both could be seen as gifts, but one of them is a genuine kind of actually really giving you something rather than you know. Well, I mean, I would argue that that's what George is doing here yeah, because it's right. like, you know, he's 
Yeah, he's making an argument for, but, you know, ultimately it's a song. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. What can I say, yeah. right? Like yeah. We're doing a close reading. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to ruin everyone's no, vibe. No, Like we did with sexual healing. Yeah, we, that, not well, rude. unfortunately that doesn't stand up to a close reading. No, we it learned. really doesn't, yeah. So then he goes on. You got yourself addicted. You shoot off, but take your time. Oh, it says on my lyrics, you shoot up, it take, it saves you time. Uh, have we got, got the same lyrics? I've got shoot off, which I like. Yeah, shoot off is good. Yeah, I think, I really think it's shoot off. Right. Uh, because I think that he's talking about coming. <laughs> this is about orgasming. Yeah. Um, it, you got yourself a paycheck, faces in the places where the sun don't shine. Yeah, so rimming. Yeah. Rimming. Yeah. So this the is land. this is an incredibly interesting one, right? Because mm. uh, I find that you got yourself addicted bit mm. very interesting. Yeah, so let's we we have to unpack this a little yeah. bit because um, so people talk about sex addiction as I was kind of joking about earlier, but um, sex addiction doesn't exist as a uh, psychological disorder. It doesn't make it yes. to the American Psychological Association DSM disorder of. Disordered sex manual five. Yeah. No, disorders of sex. Yeah, it's not disorders of sex. I think it's like a- anyway. anyway. We are DSM. not. We're not qualified. To the APM DSM. Uh, and um, and there's good reasons but, for that. And it's because like in order for something to be an addiction, your brain has to literally have rewired in ways that like your neural pathways have changed. So for example, we see that with gambling addiction, it certainly does. Right. I mean, everything cha- everything we do changes our neural pathways though. Yeah. So we have to be careful about that. But basically, the same treatments for um for uh gambling, drug addiction, uh, uh tobacco uh, nicotine addiction uh don't work for sex addiction. No. But they're the ones that are that uh, they are the treatments that are offered by people. Yeah. So it's this very complex thing which is where um this idea so here George is talking about sex addiction and in 2002 um, when he first wrote this song I don't think the discourse around this was uh, was where it is now or where it has been no. in the intervening years but what has happened is that so he's using the term here which is where you genuinely are where we might feel addicted where we might feel like we don't have a choice but to reach out for sex or mm-hmm. to reach out for um, chatting to people online because um, you know because it feels very we feel very compelled to do it mm. uh, Silver Neves who has come on the show um, to talk about It's a Sin is one of the leading uh, therapists talking about this stuff it's really good he's written a book called Compulsive Sex and that's the way that we need to look at this kind of uh, set of behaviours that we have like we have this compulsion to do it which feels for us problematic mm, mm. but what happened in in the world of um in the world of sexology and in the world of sex therapy is that this this kind of nebulous idea that george is talking about here which is this that feeling this uh compulsion to go to go towards sex mm. in a way which might not feel all the time okay or might feel powerful or, or something was quickly um so it was quickly territorialized by people offering treatments to yeah. this thing known as sex addiction. Mm-hmm. And so that became part of the discourse. And so that just fuels the discourse. So the more people who say that they have an addiction to sex, the more that people offering sex therapy can have a career and, and yeah. offer it. And it is deeply problematic. So um, so that kind of... So we're in... So what we have been trying... what in sex education we've tried to do ever since is to kind of deterritorialize that but by deterritorializing it we don't also want to say that if people feel addicted it's not helpful for us to say oh you're not addicted sex addiction is not a thing yeah because they'll be like well i'm having problems with it but really when the other thing about sex addiction as well is that it kind of implies that the addiction is entirely biological mm-hmm. rather than just mm-hmm. a set of compulsive or behaviors we find tricky which are inherently biopsychosocial but also to go on off on a Deleuzean kind of uh, route here Deleuze-Ogatarian route if we think of the bodies without organs um, then uh, really our bodies exist in this our bodies are in relation to mm. these discourses 
but also our bodies are in relation to the sex education we've had. We've had. So if we grow up being told sex is really bad, masturbation is very bad for you, mm. then one person who has a wank once a month might well feel very addicted to sex. Yeah. But it's but for, for so to both say sex addiction is not a thing. It's not worthy of treatment or interest or study. Is bad. But also, we don't also want to say sex addiction is definitely definitely exists. You should, you should definitely see someone about it because it exists in this complex assemblage of things. I mean, right. I think it's also interesting to to me from a historical standpoint, right? Because we do see, you know, throughout history, like whether it's you know classical or medieval or indeed early modern conceptions of sexuality, you do see this idea that people who have sex will be compelled to have more. Yeah. That um, sex is something that when one participates in it, it breeds more and more. So, like, yeah. being horny makes you hornier. Yeah. Um, and so there is a constant sort of um, attempt at mastery mm. of one's sexuality or one's compulsions in order to stop you mm. from becoming more and more interested yeah. in, in that. So, you know, there is there is a kind of a sociological and societal background to this, mm. you know, in in you know the western world mm-hmm. um where we're coming from this this build-up of saying well yeah you need to have some sort of mastery over your sexuality yeah you need to uh, be able to keep it at arm's length and not get involved with it um and i think that this it is kind of like a, a hallmark of modernity to then go immediately to the biological yeah. Right to go immediately to oh yes that's an addiction yes this is real yeah uh, it, because the way that modernity relates to anything mm-hmm. is to say oh well, we need a scientific term for this right so you know whereas in the past you could just kind of talk about a, a social concept mm-hmm. these and like don't get me wrong sometimes that's seen as sin or sometimes it's seen as weakness more specifically but at least when you're speaking of these things in the abstract, mm. then it kind of reveals them to be social, right? Whereas for within modernity, we choose to put this gloss of the biological on things. Right, and so, a hundred percent. And so, I don't, we've been talking about this for ages, but just, <laughs> got, uh, I want to say some, something very smart about Wittgenstein. If the episode that I've done about Wittgenstein has already come out, there's no such thing as private language. Language exists as a set of games and a different set of rules. And language in in everyday kind of um, has this everyday kind of quality, mm. um, which means that all of these things exist socially, basically. So um, the idea that we have that we that our oh, I'm not going to talk about this. No, no, no. We're not going to talk long. about it. It's too long. Too long. Well, but. I mean, what I will just say about this is, I think it's cool though, because within this, you know, um, George's nodding to this conception. He is, but he's not being like that's a problem. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, he's talking about the mind-body duality. Here, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's saying so. Uh, thing I was going to say about, about Wittgenstein is that you know he took all that Cartesian idea that there is that we the mind controls the body mm-hmm. but also the but anyway, I'm not going to go into that I've talked about this in another podcast but what he's saying here is basically I think he's also saying look you've got a you've got yourself addicted you shoot off it saves you time got to get a you've got to get yourself a paycheck so you've got to like not one out as quickly as possible because you've also got work to do. So it's talking about this thing that people, you know, often the advice that I give to people is if if you're having, you know, this is really this is bad actually, if, <laughs> you're, if your relationship to sex and masturbation is such that it is preventing you from getting on with your daily life, yeah. like, like making you late for work or school yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, then that might be one of, and this is what people might say when we talk about compulsive sex, but it's still entirely framed within well, we've got to be the ideal neoliberal working subject, haven't we? Mm. We've got to be hygienic enough that certain private practices happen here in order that we can get to work on time and do the thing. We've got to mm. pick ourselves up a paycheck. Mm. So it kind of centres work. It centres our relationship to the paycheck, to yeah. to work in that way. Am I overthinking this? I don't know. Like, That's what this podcast is. But I, I feel like hear what George is saying is that it's like, well, you've got your paycheck, so, like, it's fine. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah, Do you see yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because well, you well, got your subject, you shoot up. It? But hey, hey, don't say worse to George. <laughs> don't. 
I suppose like, what he's doing is he's just saying, look, this is this is the possibility of joy within uh, within uh, a work con- within the yeah. work context within modern work context. And what he's saying here is he is he's bringing out a narrative where because you know the the narrative at the time is like oh sex addiction so bad you know ruin your life da 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 and he's counteracting that with like I think it's fun. Yeah. You know, so he's yeah. it's it's that's a dialogue. What it that's what it is. This yeah. is dialectics, mate. <laughs> How about that? All okay. Right, so on. chorus. I'll be your sexual freak, freak of the week. I'll be your inspirational brother, sister. Yo mama, can't you see? Mm-hmm. I'll be your sexual freak of the week. Ooh, touch it. I love it. He has all these yeah. like things. He, I love it. I'll be your educational lover. Your, your one, one fuck, fuck fantasy. Ah, wow. uh, I love that. That's so good. I oh my god, like that. Like I think the first time I ever heard this, when I heard "I'll be your educational lover, your one fuck fantasy," I was like, "Oh my god, George." Yeah. I can't believe you. And it's not the first time he, he talks about education and sex, is it? Because no. he talks about us in Fast Love. Yeah. Looking for, for some, some education, education. Make yeah. my way into the sun? Or in, into in the, the night. Into the night, yeah. It's like looking for affirmation. He makes his way into the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but, yeah. yeah, like... Two of the many reasons why people seek out sex. And I think that's great. Yeah. I think it's cool to talk about... Um, you know your sexuality and your sexual experience as educational yeah. how interactions with other people are you know the way that we learn more and mm-hmm. the way that we he's talking about sexual expertise and yeah. i think that's cool i think that it, it's nice to talk about that because i think overwhelmingly the way that the world tends to speak about sex is that like one should well it depends on who one is right because it's like straight men are allowed to have as much sex as they want. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And indeed, they're celebrated for it. Yeah. Um, women, of course, on the whole, just across the board, are not supposed to ever have sex with anybody. Yeah. Except for you know the person that they marry. Yeah, that, that's uh, changed in 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 sex jams we've been talking about lately. That's definitely something which has changed. But yeah, 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 um, yeah. But that's, and, tr- that's true. And then gay men are not supposed to be having sex. No. Because it's bad and wrong you know like in in terms of like uh the way that our society views it uh gay men are always too much and they're having too much sex and it's yeah. like oh well you've taken women out of the equation so now there's like no natural breaks because of the way that um the world tends to look at women's sexuality well, now this isn't like another reading of um of that line faces in the places where the sun don't shine because for gay men it's like uh it's always been you know it's a deeply homophobic thing but the idea that it's okay for for gay men and men who have sex with men, bisexual men, to do whatever they want, as so long as they don't, you know, as so long as they do it over here in a private space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those private spaces are, you know, for George, Hampstead Heath. Yes, um, George. Cottages, so, you know, toilets and, I mean, yeah. other buildings. There are many places on Hampstead Heath yeah. to do these kinds of things. Uh, but also in private house parties, private sex parties, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of chem sex parties uh, happen in, you know, basically someone's house. Word on the street was that when George would go cottaging on Hampstead Heath, he would bring people back to his house, too. Because yeah. he's such a good guy. Yeah. I just love George. Yeah. They were his friends. Oh, God, I just love him. Um, yeah, so it's sort of like, uh, I think that it's really kind of cool to talk about um, the network of kind of sexual history as being educational learning more, right. gaining expertise. I think that's cool. You know I'm not going to let a podcast slip by without me referring to Foucault's idea in his later career of the technologies of the self. Yes, of course. And technology of the self is basically anything that we might do which helps us to learn how we navigate discourse, like mm. how we do us, how mm. we find out what it is to be a sexual subject in this case, or any subject. Talks about this on the show that I did with um, Joy Townsend. Uh, the show's called Her Sexual Self go back through the archives Such to find one. it but basically we learn by doing yeah you know when we and we are writing and rewriting ourselves that that's what the the idea of uh, the technology of the self is is that anything we might do to write and rewrite ourselves to be like a sculptor alongside themselves sculpting their self mm. uh, is how Foucault uh, kind of talked about it and I think it's incredibly important it's just not something we ever really admit even you know we have this kind of very narrow view of what sex education is but really when we think about our sexual subjectivity how it is we've come to learn what we do and don't want from sex whether we don't even you know even if we don't want sex we'll we learn a lot of this from doing as well as from 
brought, and also that exists within nothing can't escape culture. Mm. All these things exist in culture, and also our bodies are also in relation to these discourses as well. But yeah, that that's um, we just don't talk about that. But George does. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love him. Okay, so then a little bit more. Can I come on in, my sweet baby? Can mm-hmm. I move on in mm-hmm. twice? Mm-hmm. It's very hot. It's very hot when he does it. Yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. It's just hot. It's the, just hot. It's very hot. This it's, song is hot. It's we are wolf. we are not de-hotting this song. You it's can't. a very hot song. Ugh, it's incredibly hot. Okay, but then this is one of my favorite sets of lyrics here. Yeah. Um, you got yourself some action. Said you've got your sexy Java. Mm-hmm. You've got that speed connection. Free chat. Fuck that. Get a little harder. Mm-hmm. You got yourself a big bed. You shoot off. Take your time in the house with a bitch and the mouse and your daddy's plastic. How fantastic! Ah, ah, amazing flows. Ah. Really great flows. He's got really good flows in this. Um, so here we go. Right, and he does it in this low, like gravelly, sexy oh, voice. Oh yeah, as well, doesn't yeah. He? Like, the whole thing um, is like. The, I mean, we'll talk about the music bits later, but at this point in the song, it's like... Really, he's, yeah. And like, there's that motif, the, the whistly kind of motif. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. That's probably yeah, not going to come out on the that podcast. That well, right yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... Yeah. Okay, yeah, so here we go. Internet things. This is so cute. Yeah. It's like the modem, right? You've got your sexy Java. You've got your speed connection. So it's a coffee, right, we're saying? No, it's like JavaScript. Oh, JavaScript. Come on, mate. <laughs> Dude. No, he's not doing a pun about JavaScript. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Don't be You've scared. got your sexy Java. No. You've got your speed connection. No. that This is literally about no. the internet, sir. No. He's having... <laughs> He's in the house, what, what 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 do you think of that? He's talking about an actual mouse in in the house with a bitch and a mouse in your daddy's plastic. How fantastic! Yeah. It, oh my god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> You're so like he's out here being like, oh, I think it's fine, a Foucault. Oh, he's talking about coffee. This guy. All right. He's sitting. He's having a cup of coffee. No, he's not. People. No, he's not. It's about it is about the internet, where you find sex. Oh my god. Fun. Fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, that's it. Get ready like, dump it. This one's garbage. <laughs> I, I can't this. believe you. I edit this podcast. Gonna, so no matter edit, uh, what yeah. happens, I'm going to come out of this sounding... Okay, very well, this is about using the internet for sex, Justin. Right, okay. But okay. He, can't he do that whilst having a cup of coffee? Yeah, well, I mean, he could, but that's not what is happening here. Uh, so... <laughs> I but I love the free chat. Fuck that. Get a little harder. Which is like you know the idea that which. So here I believe George is calling out the people who just want to have some sexy chat online and then they wank and disappear. George is like no. Yeah, time wasters. Like yeah. no time wasters. Let's actually have sex. Um, and also I love that in a house with a bitch and a mouse and your daddy's plastic. How fantastic! So it's like basic. This is a good image. Uh, talking about uh, fucking little rich kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, wouldn't know what that's like, but... Um, no, try to avoid that, really. I know, well, yeah. like, this is the no-Tory zone. Yeah. Uh, so what can I say? Well, I guess not all rich people are Tories, but still. But still. Um, but I like that because the, the, it's basically about, like, getting people over to your house to actually fuck. And good for you, George. Yeah, absolutely. And then, okay, so we get back to the chorus. Mm-hmm. And I like it because this is when he gets really into the extra yelling. Because it goes back to, I'll be your sexual freak. And then he goes, <sighs> back up on this. <laughs> <laughs> and I love back it. Back up on that. Yeah. And then, and then of the week. And he says, yeah, I think I need a rebooty. <laughs> get it? Because it's a pun it's on rebooting, rebooting his it. machine. Yeah. He's got to reboot it. Yeah. But, nothing to do with... Yeah, but no, this is a pun with booty. So he's put the coffee down and he's rebooting, <laughs> his, he's rebooting his computer. I can see that. Yeah. You know, he write, he paints a picture. Yeah, I see. You know. Uh-huh. He's, got the, he's put the coffee down and he's like, oh, it's I've not got to reboot the machine. <laughs> I <hate you> so <laughs> much. Uh, then, yeah, I'll be the sexual freak. I'm doing the best at this. <laughs> it's, it's, I stand by it. That's you. You've got no good freak ideas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so I'll be your sexual freak of the week. Uh, I'll be your educational lover, your one fuck fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets really into the breakdown. 
Um, I'll be your sexual freak of the week. Your inspirational brother. Mm-hmm. Yo, mama, can't you see? Etc. Uh, Etc. Et um, anyway, it just repeats itself, and then it comes to the end, which I love. This. Mm-hmm. Come on, kids, don't be scared. It's a tits and ass world. You got to be prepared. Come on, kids, don't be scared. It's a tits and ass world. You got to be prepared. Come on, kids. You know your mama and your daddy don't care. Don't be scared. It's a tits and ass world. You got to be prepared. George. Uh, that would not be my message, uh, you know, as a sex and relationships educator. That's... I don't think he's really talking to kids, all right? No, but... I mean, I think that he's talking to, like, young people. Yeah. You know, like, and, and what he's saying is that it's all right to, like, like, you don't actually have to be intimidated by your desires within this. So, you know, the world is actually incredibly sexual, and that if you are reading it that way, you're right, and that's okay, because you know you're we what yeah. what what George is talking about here is like, you know, this our entire society is set up to present you know not to quote showgirls, but I'm gonna quote showgirls, you know, um, you know, George is saying you want tits and ass, and they show you tits and ass, but what the world does is it pretends it wants something else, and it still shows you tits and ass. So what George is saying is that you're constantly being sold sex and surrounded by sex, right. but there, but you're supposed to be having this plausible deniability about how, oh, I don't really want sex. No. Oh, but oh, there, there's TNA everywhere. But George is saying that it's okay to kind of like actually respond to that and be like, yeah, this is the thing that I want and I'm going with it. So he's saying that it's all right to kind of remove the veil from this sort of game. That everything's yes, but playing yeah, all the time. I agree with that, but but and it's smart. But what he's doing is just replacing one set of discourses with another, isn't he? Which is yeah, he, he is pointing out the he is pointing out hypocrisy yeah. and inherent contradictions and the um, the unconscious messages we all get about sex, uh, as well as being sold it and and as well as it being commodified. Mm. Um, but you know this. Like all, with all of George's songs, this is not like uh, this is not an educational song. It is this song is sex, but at, yeah. at various points in his songs, he is saying, "Come on, this is all this is all okay." And that's all okay if you already think it's okay. But for some, but you know, again, it's just telling people what to do rather than giving people the tools and the facilities to be able to. Yeah, I mean, I think have that... their own relationship to sex. I'm, well, George is an evangelist. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, he's, George is an evangelist. He's preaching about how amazing he finds sex yeah. and how amazing sex can be and the possibilities for sex. Yeah, and I like that about him. Yeah, it's great. Like, I'm not asking him to be, no, you know, but you know, I am just being a bit of a nerd about it. Yeah, you're being a nerd, and I'm being a true believer, right? And I like that George is out here presenting an alternative, yeah. and and he is he's he's evangelical about it. He's like this is these are possibilities, and I think that especially for like a gay dude in two thousand and two, yeah, like this stuff was wild. Yeah, that was wild. It was way ahead of its time. Like this is part of the thing. Like I think patients didn't do as well as it could have or should have mm. because people actually weren't ready for they were you know. Yeah, they they weren't ready for George's message. No, you know it was yeah it was too horny for them. And we to put it into context, like um, HIV is still a thing, uh, but we have treatments now, and yeah. um, uh, we have prep, and also um, the uh, with if you have HIV, you can get treatments which basically give you a normal expected lifespan. Yeah, and it's for a lot of people, it's just literally one pill a day. Mm-hmm. HIV was still really scary back in 2002. It was still very much related to, um, uh, again, it was kind of pinned on uh, uh, men on sex with men, and um, it was still very much that kind of, uh, the leftovers from the extremely homophobic uh, response to the AIDS crisis to begin with, Mm -hmm. and also the extremely uh, homophobic response from the right-wing press, well, all the press actually, yeah, um, uh, and so which uh, labelled territorialised HIV as a gay man's yeah. problem, which again is the thing that we've been trying to deterritorialise with sex education ever since. And ironically, as we're talking about this, we're finding it happening again with monkeypox. Yeah, but it is, I think, that in that context, to have a song 
uh, from somebody and George is very very out at this point he's, he's usually been, out he's yeah. been outed he's mm-hmm. written outside Ugh, another sex jam uh, another amazing sex jam yeah which again at that moment was you know that that's a very radical thing to do but mm. for this kind of for these songs to be so, so about so much radical like potent joy mm-hmm. from having sex in that within in with that context is yeah. really really important yeah, this is a, this is a song about possibilities. It's a reclamation. Yeah, like so, you know. Yeah, okay, it's not nuanced, but no. that's not what it's supposed to be. This right. is a song about how there is a possibility yeah. for you to take all these things that you've been receiving centuries worth of social messaging mm. about. Um, you know, even now, like with the way that the modern world wants to relate to it, still kind of trying to pathologize you and still trying to say that there's something wrong with you if this is the thing that you want. And you can take that, turn it on its head, and it can be something that is really useful and something that you enjoy. And it could just be fun. Yeah, and this is, the whole song is about sex for sex's sake. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a bit about learning, like education. Yeah. But really it is, it is a song which is, it, it is sex, and it is saying um, that, that That's sex, all it has to in be. and of its own terms, can be this amazing, can be this powerful. Yeah, like, um, you know, the, the the transformative possibilities of the one-fuck fantasy. Yeah. Like, you know, that it doesn't have to be a problem if there's, like, a, only, if something is a one-night stand. Yeah. You can have sex with someone once, and it can be useful, and something that you really enjoy. Yeah, it also doesn't problematize desire, does it? It's no. like saying it's it's fine to have desires and it's fine to have these uh, one foot fantasies, and actually we can make it happen, mm-hmm. and then we'll move on. Because you're saying, you know, I'll be your freak of the week. Yeah, knowing that it, it you know, as we're again using the learning about the, some of the theory I've been learning about doing mm. this podcast, but we're gonna gonna talk about you know Lacan's idea of object pity art, the mm-hmm. idea that the object cause of desire is something that that. Well, some people say it's our lack, but as Alfie Baron was saying in my fascinating conversation with him about his book, um, Dream Lovers, mm. he was talking about actually that desire is, is important. You know, that it, 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 in Freudian terms, it prevents melancholia to yeah. have desire. To be melancholic, to be depressed, is to have a world without desire. And so this doesn't problematize desire. It doesn't say it's problematic to be a freak of the week or to have, uh, to have a one-foot fantasy. It's like... Mm-hmm. Right, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And so in that way, he is kind of demonstrating that this is what desire looks like. Mm-hmm. And this is what desire looks like when we actually get our desires met and then have another another, another desire, because that's how desire works. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean, you know, obviously in relationships, people have desires for each other and use fantasy to overcome the yeah. sexual non-relation, as we've talked about previously, but... That, this song is about desire as well in that context. Yeah, and I mean, I think that what it does so well is it really does kind of like feel as though it's sex. And yeah. it's like, it sounds like sex and it feels like sex and it's got a beat like sex. And it does a good job of being like, hey, you like that? Yeah. And I think that that is so rare. You know, like it's, again, there's this authenticity yeah, where like you know you can really see that this is something that George is all about, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it. I absolutely love that you kind of get this peek into his life and the way that he thinks about things and feels about things, and I think it's politically important. I think there's just one more uh, uh, point as well about this is that you know I think it's there's something here about masculinity mm. and. Um, you know, gay masculinity troubles some of the uh, like hegemonic notions of masculinity. Masculinity, and we talked about this previously. Masculine masculinity is about being rational. Mm-hmm. It's about the brain. Yeah, you're not supposed to enjoy it too much. Again, that comes from you know yeah. humor theory. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to be kind of like do this in a very rational kind of non-sinful way a logical way which is like that's the Justin Timberlake approach to sex right you right. know like bringing sexy back it's like oh well I'm, I'm here I am the, the straight man and well we need to do something sexy here we go but you don't yeah. buy it right but exactly and that's and that's the difference here because here George is horny yeah he is he is he is horny he's so horny he's, that his stomach hurts he's exactly he is letting he's letting go like yeah. he is not the the rational mind trying to 
uh, rule overrule the the unruly mm-hmm. irrational body. Yeah, he is the a living embodiment of the the uh, postmodern, mm. the post liberal, the post Cartesian. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I think there's something in here too. You know, where he's like, um, "I'll be your sister, brother, brother, sister." Yeah, and yeah. So you know, like the, these kind of possibilities of rethinking gender mm-hmm. within sexual relations. So it's like, well, what does it mean to be masculine? What does it mean to be right. feminine within these connections? You know, and and that is also that possibility. The possibilities. <laughs> I'm going through all the hits. The possibilities of jouissance. <laughs> going through all the hits. You oh know. my god. Okay. All but, right. And that. But this song could also be like could be about it's a jouissance jouissance jam mm. because it is there is this kind of overwhelming Let's like it's almost about, too much yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That sense of it being like oh there's and there's so much going on in the song and this is why it does it is a song which is sex yeah let's talk about the music here as well because i think the music really kind oh. of it's a, it's got that driving beat yeah um it's got the those that the it's got that whistling kind of uh, thing that we did earlier, but mm-hmm. also the the dinging of the modem and yeah, the dial yeah, yeah, tone, yeah, 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 which is very old fashioned. I love it though. Yeah, if you're a young person, it's like it's tech this, optimism. You know it's really about. funny. Yeah, I'm like, remember tech optimism? Yeah, before the platforms took over. Yeah, so because this is like this is internet 1.0. Right, that's extremely interesting. Yeah, because basically what tech was doing, yes, this is very very important mm. because before the platforms kidnapped our desires. Yeah. They were they the internet was able to facilitate our desires. Yeah, like so, facilitate our sexual selves. You know, and that's the thing is like the free chat. Fuck that, get a little hotter. Like so, like going back yeah. to this, like the oh, okay, well you can you can make connections with people. So this is a technology which connects you to other people, and like that's it. It's right. not. It isn't doing like the dream lovers thing. It isn't doing saying this is what your desire is. It's about yeah. taking your desire, facilitating it and connecting you with other people. Yeah. So this is very like going back to web 1.0 when we didn't really yeah. know what we were doing. Well, we were all on map Napster downloading a song, like downloading yeah. this song for three hours. Sending each other emails it's, or yeah. the instant messenger yeah, thing. Instant messenger. Like you were able to just chat to people yeah. in a box on uh-huh. a computer. You know, it was yeah. exciting. And it was really exciting because there was all, it was really the wild west out there. Yeah. You know, but um, sometimes we're we bad. Went, yeah, but... we weren't organized enough. That's the issue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is, so it's kind of like about the unbridled possibilities here, and that's what the music sounds like. Yeah. So, you know, like, at the time, hearing a modem or whatever was kind of exciting. Yeah. You know, it was like, the what are the possibilities here? And that's kind of how, you know, that, that that's how the this, this song starts. It's like, with that and yeah. orgasm noises. That's such a good point, that it is about that tech optimism. Mm. Not feeling a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the video, which we'll talk about later, really kind of gets on that. So it's a bit like Blade Runner, but I actually, it reminds me a lot of The Fifth Element, one of my favorite right. movies of all time. Right. Uh, and, like, there is this kind of, like, this techie sort of sexualized thing. Yeah. Which I think is really, really cool. Um but it's got this really hardcore beat. Like, the bass is just pumping. You have really? to be, like... You have to be careful with this song. Like, because I'll be listening to Patience as one does on the bus or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I will just skip this because I'm like, it's not time to be horny. No. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is not yeah. appropriate. It's know? a kind of a grumbling, growling kind of beat. George's voice is uh, kind of simultaneously low and high because he's got that kind of breathy quality. His voice is very close to the mic. He's really kind of, like, whispering... Like almost like growling in your ears, yeah, yeah, uh, as, yeah, as a lyric, um, and also it's got the thing that I was talking about. There's no like surprises with the beat; it yeah. doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's it's low, it's low tempo, but it is like constant. It's like grinding, kind of. And I like his flows within it as well. What yeah. a thing that I find really hot about it is kind of like the so the beat is constant, but as the song keeps going, like George kind of speeds up. He's getting like more and more syllables, yeah. more and more lyrics into it. Yeah. And it kind of really mimics, you know, how within sex there'll be kind of like crests and waves of things mm-hmm. where there's the sort of up and down of of you know desire or excitement yeah and it's like you kind of feel george getting like more excited and more excited as like this is kind of going on you know it's interesting because it's that it kind of replicates like what's going on in the parasympathetic nervous in sorry in the autonomous nervous system so there's the the parasympathetic nervous system which is the one which is which kind of keeps us relaxed enough 
Mm. And then mm. there's the um, uh, uh, and then there is the sympathetic nervous system, which is the one responsible for like stress or excitement. Mm-hmm. Both of these things are activated, like when you're doing a very good yoga session, right? Yeah. You're you know you're able to be active and to be have a good kind of stress, whilst the parasympathetic nervous system is also kind of bringing you in and making you feel like it's all okay. This is happening during sex as well, mm-hmm. and so there is that kind of. So let's imagine that the base is like the parasympathetic nervous system keeping you kind of focused and grounded and in that mo- in the moment and being mm-hmm. able to experience everything and George's flows yeah. being as kind of being um being the sympathetic nervous system the excitement and the and the and growing tension and growing yeah uh, yeah. And you know, the perfect example of this here is that in the house of the bitch in your mouse and your daddy's plastic, how fantastic. And then it yeah. goes into sexual freak and then he says, back up on it. Like, yeah. you know, and so it really feels like, you know, it's just like, okay, then like he hit a wall and it's like, yeah, now they're, now it's happening. Right. It's like, and he's so masterful in this yeah. because again, he just loves it. He's such a hot little slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, shall we end this for, we're going to, so, uh, yeah. yeah, for, dear uh, listener. dear listeners, um, non-patrons, thank you so much for listening to me yell about Please, my favorite song. Uh, if, uh, no, uh, uh, people are unsubscribing from things, I, uh, understand everyone's feeling very skint, me too, um, uh, if you can support the show, uh, you do get some extra bonus content from me over at, uh, and also Dr. J here, hey. uh, over at patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. But if you can't subscribe, uh, you can really, really help us by sharing the show, telling yeah. your friends about it. People don't share stuff about sex on, on Twitter. Yeah. Tell your friends. Just tell yeah, your Yeah, friends. tell your friends. Like, I understand. Yeah, it's, to your friends. it's always the same. Every time I write something about sex, people read it more than anything else, but they yeah. don't share it. Yeah, which is yeah, everyone's always like scared to share sex things, and I get it. But lots, so just, of, lots of people listen to the show, but people don't share the show. But yeah, like, and that's fine. Tell your friends. I mean, like, yeah, you know, this show got, show got a thousand listens. Yeah, which is good amount of you know by the end of the month. Yeah, but no one shares it. Yeah, which is fine. That's I fine. It. I get it's it. About sex. Yeah, that's yeah. why we have to do the show. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is what George is all about. Yeah, he's George, saying it's okay. It's okay to share to the talk show. About sex. George wants you to. Yeah, you know, but it's that's, fine if you don't. But it's fine if you don't. But for um, patrons, we're going to talk about the video. And you know what? Even if you are not a patron, to treat yourself. Go on YouTube. Watch this video. Oh, yeah. The oh link, my God. link is in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So for uh, non-patrons, tra. See you, see you next time. Cheers, loves. Bye.